Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything within it. I'm Biz Paul here in the UK. I'm joined, as always, by the wonderful woman in the basement. It's Felicia Jones. Hi, Paul. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you very much for asking. That's good. I feel like we're like kind of low energy today. Do we need to like perk this up a little bit? Maybe. Maybe. How's that? That's good. If I sit up, and yeah, we'll we'll give some energy. We want the we want the fans to you know feel invigorated by our presence. That's that's good. So, and thank you to all of the fans, the people who listen to this. <laughs> you oh, are yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, at least three of you. Actually, I got an email this morning. I think it's five. It might be five. Do you think? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I suspect it might be a little bit more because I got an email this morning that Ooh. told us that we had dropped thirty nine places. Uh, to 157 in the UK charts. Oh, oh I know. Is that sad? That's so sad. Well, so yes, it's, yes, and no. I mean, it means we were somewhere. <laughs> we were somewhere, and now we're nowhere. <laughs> well, that's good. That that means somebody is listening in the UK. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Quite a few people. Uh, that's good. So. Uh, what else is going on in the UK? Because I hear there are some announcements that they're not really announcing to you all over there. There's uh, <laughs> there's secret lockdowns. Um, there aren't there aren't lockdowns, but they're not. We're not quite sure what it is. But eight areas in the UK have been identified as having a little bit of an issue with the COVID variant of concern that originated from India. We mustn't okay. call it the we mustn't call it the Indian variant. We okay. must call it the variant that originated from india it's a like difference. allegedly yeah and allegedly uh, from india it's tri- tripling in size every week and uh, it's going to become the dominant strain here and okay. there's a bit of a yeah there's a bit of a fallout from it because you know the question is did the government allow flights in uh too too late or too too soon or, or something like that they didn't shut the border um mm. early enough and and so that it, but it but it's here now anyway and these eight areas one of which is the area in which i live oh. uh the there's <laughs> this the the guidance was changed on the government website uh to say that people in these areas shouldn't travel in or out uh should keep two <laughs> meters uh distance and uh shouldn't meet people indoors which is literally just what we've started doing again um, but they put it out there a week ago and people only noticed it yesterday. Okay, so it's just a just a recommendation if you happen to pass by our website. Yeah. Okay, that's useful. <laughs> yeah, it's useful. Good government communications. They've been they're, they're... known for their brilliant communications throughout the pandemic. This is another yeah. example of it. Well, it, it, well, if something happens, they they can go back and say, well, we, we put it on our website because haven't yeah. we seen that before? I put it in a Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's in writing. Yeah. Okay. Well, be safe out there. Well, I'll 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 try my I'll try my best. I'll try my best. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man. We're never gonna get rid of this thing, are we? <laughs> Maybe not. But you know, you know, we were just saying um off air that I've I've got my second jab next week. I'm very excited. And then look at us all excited to go get drugs pumped I know. into us. <laughs> Three weeks after that, I'm everyone's. But you're kind of everyone's now. No, I'm not. I think we established that I'm the one that's obeying the rules. 
But you're doing it at a distance. I mean, you've gone out in the world. You're doing it at a distance, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So now you can just eventually get like full on. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. I mean, the weather, <laughs> believe it or not, it stopped raining today. So that's a good thing. <laughs> it's a good thing. Spirits are a little bit higher. And uh, it's a holiday weekend here coming up. And what so uh, I don't know, uh, Whitson. Whitson Bank Holiday. I don't think they call it Whitson. I think that's a Christian term. But anyway, um, late spring bank holiday or something like that is what it's called. Okay. <laughs> we, we have a holiday on Monday. It's called Memorial Day. I do. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> useful to know. Useful to know. So I am planning a shindig on Sunday. <laughs> a shindig? Yeah. You're having a party? I'm having a party on Sunday. <laughs> so you're just going all in and just licking the people. Look that's at right. You. <laughs> so proud of you. You you've been wanting to be around the people for a while. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I have thought about hiring a hot tub because this is a place that I discovered you can nearby. Hire a hot tub. Yeah, you can hire a hot tub and they bring a gazebo in case it rains. <laughs> oh, okay, who's going to be in this hot tub? People. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're having one of those kind of parties. <laughs> I don't think it's one of those parties. I mean, if people, if, if it's a party where you bring a swimsuit, things can get interesting. Uh, well, I'm not getting the hot tub anyway, because I can't get one, but, uh, you know. Yeah. And it, plus, people have been in lockdown. You got to give them time to kind of get that post-lockdown body, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, get some sunlight on that skin. Well, yeah. I mean, it would be nice. I haven't seen any since, I mean, <laughs> September. How about you? What's going on over there? Well, it's it's warm now. It's warmer. So there's no more snow. So we are in the rain portion of everything. Yeah. So we are enjoying the rain because we don't get a lot of rain here. because We need all of it. And um, I've been vacation planning. That's what I've been doing. What? I am so ready. Yeah. I've been vacation. I've already planned out 2022. I'm okay. on And yeah. when you say vacation, do you mean interacting with people or is it just like you know going out in the rv in your bubble um it's a little bit of both actually so we will go out in the rv in our bubble but we're going to attend an event or something oh yeah <laughs> so that's for later on this year though oh this year yeah, yeah. oh okay you feeling a bit more optimistic then well it's just time to get out of the house i want to see the ocean <laughs> next year I we're we're thinking maybe Costa Rica. That's what we're thinking. How nice! Yeah, I know Costa Rica and Seattle. Can you guys go places then? Well, you like fly fly places? Well, can you go um, to different countries? Are you allowed to go to different countries? Yeah, we can go back. You know, we can go south. You can go south. You can't go to Canada. Um, no, Canada. I think our borders are still close to Canada. You can fly into Mexico because a lot of people have been going to Mexico for. Uh, vacation and everything. Uh, Costa Rica opened back up some months ago. And you can still go to the islands. You can go to Bahamas, Turks and Caicos. Um, <laughs> I can't remember all the other. Puerto Rico. You can go to all those places. Yeah. Right. Okay. Sounds exotic. Yeah. So it for the most part, you could still, you could have done all this last year too. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we can go it's to lockdown. 14 places. 14 places no, 12, inside of the UK. No, 12. We can go to 12, 12 countries, one of which is like South Georgia, uh, the Sandwich <laughs> Islands, the Falkland Islands. 
Uh, we can go to Australia and New Zealand, but they won't have us. So they're okay. they're that's I've been to Georgia. Have you been to Georgia? South Georgia, as yeah, in you... the bit near the Antarctic. Oh no, the Republic of Georgia. Oh no, not no. So <laughs> there's obviously the state of Georgia. There's the the country Georg- of Georgia. The country of Georgia in the Caucasus, and then there's South Georgia, which is a little island off okay. Antarctica. Well, you know, if you go, just let me know. Take pictures. Yeah, we can go to Portugal. Like last week when um, the the new sort of um, restrictions were lifted and people could go to these countries, people were flocking to Portugal. Portugal's kind of cool. I want to go there. That's but, nice. you know, they told us that we can go to Europe now. Anybody can fly over to Europe. Yeah, I think you can come here, but you have to uh, you have to isolate, I think. I think with those, if you're vaccinated, you can bypass a lot of things. So I've seen where Not here. a lot of countries, if you're vaccinated, you can bypass all of the things to get in. Um, if you're not, you got to show the negative test. I think you still have to show a negative test, but you don't have to do the quarantine and all that kind of stuff. Well, you guys are on our amber list. <laughs> so you have to isolate when you get here. I know. Is that amber with jealousy? yeah (laughs) oh well so now what's going on in your twitter feed even you guys have some sunlight you can go out and play anything else going on over there uh no not uh not really um bts is is trending so i think they had a big tv interview over here today um i don't really know anything else uh they just got their new single butter which is really cool. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. Watch the video. And they just performed at the Billboard Music Awards. So they are doing their thing. It's pretty cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good for ARMY. Yes, great for ARMY. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is, is trending? Um, England has announced its provisional squad for the Euro 2020 Championships. Okay. Uh, so that's that's trending, and not surprisingly, we also have George Floyd trending today. Oh yeah, uh, that is trending over here because if you haven't been around for a year, some things went down. Mm. Uh, so unfortunately, that's probably the biggest thing that's trending over here for me. And Mark Ruffalo, I guess he said something, and he's taking it back now. <laughs> I don't. Who's who is that? Mark Ruffalo plays uh, Hulk in the Avengers. Oh, in the new Avengers. Yeah. Whoa, what did he say? Um, he. This is all about Palestine versus Israel. He was he was against what Israel was doing, and now he's walked it back. Oh, why? Why has he walked it back? Because of pressure? Um, that's what a lot of people are assuming, that he got pressured. Um, you know, maybe people are assuming that maybe they threatened him to not, you know, to kill his movie career. Who knows? God. The, I know the, the whole situation there is is so big and so intricately involved in in so much yeah that it's not it's just not as simple as two sets of people fighting one another or you know that's I, I'm not trying to offend people by simplifying it that much but but it's so intricately woven into the West and politics yeah. and business and uh, art and just just everything it's been really weird to see across social media people that i know 
coming out on either side for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and being very, very dogmatic about it as well. Yeah, I, I've seen that too. And it's very, it's a complex situation. I mean, of course, I am on the side of not seeing people die, period. Um, <laughs> I always say things are a Pyrrhic victory. For those of you do not, who don't know what a Pyrrhic victory is, it's when um, somebody wins at great cost, you know, where you don't really get much out of it, just a lot of destruction. Yeah. Um, so it's very unfortunate what's going on. But yeah, I have seen a lot of people take some very extreme sides. And it's, um, yeah, I... I <laughs> The, this last year has just been a lot. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I've reached out to some friends and like I like I hope you can find some peace. This last year has just been a lot. It is relentless and it hasn't stopped yet. No, no, yeah. that's the that's the thing, isn't it? It's Ooh. it's still it's still ongoing, and people are so hypersensitive to to everything. It, I know. You know. I mean, talking of which, talking of which, uh -oh. let's talk about Eurovision. Oh, yes. Eurovision. <laughs> Being hypersensitive about things. Let's talk about that. Um, I saw some people get, get into words over Eurovision on LinkedIn, of all places. What? <laughs> I know. Like, wow. Like, this Eurovision stuff is deep. So you have okay. to explain to everyone here in the United States who has no idea what this Eurovision thing is. Okay. Right. Well, I, I'll, I'll do my best. So... We planned this episode around Eurovision, knowing that Eurovision took place on, on Saturday. Felicia was advised by me not to research it and just to, to watch it uh, cold, <laughs> right, uh, to, to see what she would think. Now, what's really interesting is the, the outcome of, of watching it, which we'll talk about in a moment. But for those of you that don't know, uh, Eurovision uh, is an organization, a collective of broadcasters around Europe and some other places like randomly Australia uh, and they have been running annually something called the Eurovision Song Contest every year since I don't know 1950 right it's 1956 I looked 1956 okay yep. right um, so since 1956 and it was created to try and bring Europe together in harmony after World War Two, uh, and you know I'd say it's, it, it's done a fairly fairly decent job um, every year, these uh, countries that are in the um, European Broadcasting Union will submit a song to perform, and then the uh, it, it's it's voted on. Half of the votes come from a jury of professional uh, music industry people, mm -hmm. and half of the the votes come from televoting in each of the uh, nations the in. Yeah, in the broadcasting union, whether or not they're in the competition. Um, now, years ago, there was fewer countries in, but then, you know, the Iron Curtain came down and the USSR split up and, and now we've got a million countries in Europe. <laughs> so it's a, it's a lot bigger now than it used to be. And if you look at Eurovision in the sort of 70s and 80s, you'd go, okay, it's a bit of light entertainment. Now it's like arena style concert, like X Factor. Yeah. They bring in 500,000 people, like no, a quarter of a million people to the event, not just inside, but like the whole thing. So it is a big deal when it's hosted in a city. And um, so I watched the finals and it's 26 uh, people um, acts in the final. I don't know how it started because you told me I couldn't watch the beginning. Uh, 
What, like to say, how, what do you mean? Um, so I only watched the final, so it was 26 yeah. people, but it was going on during the week. Yes. So that's how they just whittle down the, the people for the grand finale. Yeah, it, it's, and... it's, not, it's not very interesting, the, the semifinals. They have, they, they split, there's like five countries that just get a buy straight into the final because they pay the most money into the broadcasting <laughs> union. Yeah. Right. And then the rest have to compete. And so they have semifinals and then, you know, they go yeah. through. And the big five are Germany, UK, France. I forget. There's two more. Okay. Okay. So we have the big five there. So they don't have to compete. They're just automatically in. And uh, just watching it was interesting because it, because you have a very different viewpoint of Eurovision. <laughs> and uh, basically, I, I, it sounds like British people hate on Euro Eurovision. Why is that? Well... I have to say, I, I it was it's an interesting year to have been introduced to it for the first time because actually, and I've checked this with the team in the office. <laughs> actually, it was quite good. Like the quality of the artists <laughs> was was really quite strong, and historically, that's not always been the case. So, so for everybody listening, so Paul set this up as, you know, this thing that a lot of people make fun of kind of, or don't take it as serious. So I'm, I'm prepared to look for something strange or odd or outlandish. And I was like, it looks like just a whole bunch of professional singers doing well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out that's, that's what it, that's what it was. But, but in years gone by, um, you've had uh people dressed up as monsters when you've uh, uh yeah i saw got, that i saw that yeah group. you've got you've got all you've got all sorts um and it's it's not really been taken seriously by the british for for decades i don't think and but why is that paul tell us why because we're arrogant and we believe that we invented rock and roll and gave it to the world okay but there's another reason <laughs> The UK always gets zero points. No, it doesn't. No, hang on. Hang on. I'm not having that. Not having I actually that. saw the movie Eurovision and it says that's pretty typical. Well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so basically yeah. now they said usually this is the second time since 1965 that the UK got zero points from the, the gallery or the judges and from the fans. So usually it sounds like you all get fan votes. Um, but it seems pretty typical you may not get like uh judges votes or something like that well so yeah i mean it's it's hard to say with like the the juries that are that are there because if you imagine in azerbaijan you've got four or five azerbaijani or Z you don't say azerbaijani it's, it's azeri you have azeri um uh the music industry there it, it it possibly is quite quite different so what they value and what they're looking for could, could be different so you know fine uh there's always some politics in it so for example greece will always put cyprus as their favorite yeah. and cyprus will always put greece as their favorite right? yeah that was the fun part of watching the voting of seeing which countries like okay when i saw cyprus i was like yeah let me guess greece is gonna yeah, vote for it, them uh, you know yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly and um, there's things, there's things like, that, but that actually, that sort of thing usually means that we pick up votes from Ireland because despite the fact that, you know, we were the colonial power, we treated them like shit for yeah. centuries. Yeah, um, I watched a documentary on that. <laughs> we are Shame quite, on you all. 
Shame well, we are on quite you. close, I would say. As 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 people, you know, I love going to Ireland. I think uh, it's it's great. Obviously, they speak English. Um, it's it's very similar in terms of culture. But do they like you though? Me, yes, they love me. <laughs> I got the feeling it when I visited Scotland. It was everybody in England like we like the Scottish people. It's great. You go to Scotland, like we hate those people. Like wow, okay, like two different people in a relationship here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. But you see, the thing is that um, it's very complicated. You know, if we were on Facebook in like 2008, the relationship status would be it's complicated, right, with Scotland. Well, so let's sum up world history. So the British women were really mean to the Irish. They said, oops, my bad. And the Irish people haven't really forgotten completely. Well, no, hang on. This is what I'm saying. You're usually, we share a lot of pop stars and we have a lot of Irish pop stars in our in our charts and things like mm-hmm. that. I'm thinking Ronan Keating, Westlife, Boyzone, U2, you know, um, all the big ones. Uh, Jedward. I only know U2. Okay. Well, look <laughs> up Jedward. You'll like them. Uh, and, and anyway, so we normally always pick up votes from Ireland. And since Australia have been admitted for some reason, uh, we normally pick up Australian votes as well. Why Why the hate on Australia? Well, because this time we got diddly squat. From, so maybe, what, from did you all, what did you all do in the last year to make all these people not like you? <clears throat> Brexit, uh, I think. Oh, okay. okay, okay. I, think, I think that's probably got something to do. No, okay. I think what it is, I think what it is, is that Brexit did not help the situation whatsoever. um but since then i say we have acted it's not us it's it's our government our government has acted appallingly hostile to everybody in europe Mm -hmm. wanting to not accept people who've lived here for years uh there were very recently um people who've been coming here for years under the freedom of movement rules in the european union that we were part of Mm -hmm are suddenly being taken to detention centers and deported. I mean, it's, and, just, out, it's just outrageous the way that the government is, treats people. And it's ruined you in Eurovision. I, I, can, I can see why people are hating on you. You can see Eurovision. how it happens, can't you? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I mean, you, you've earned it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that the act was pretty terrible on the night. But... He, I, I mean, the song was actually pretty good, but I think he was a little off key. So he was. I think that that would have been better. Um, so for those of you who did not watch the Italian group, the group from Italy won. So it was a kind of a rock metal band. They were pretty good. Very 80s rock band. <laughs> uh, so but it, it, it was it was such an interesting thing to watch. Um, yeah, we don't have anything like that here in the United States. <laughs> and it, it wasn't bad. Uh, it, it wasn't bad, but, I, you know, we watched it. The voting part was probably the most fun part of it because after a while, you're watching 26 musical acts, like back to back to back, no commentary other than it, no commentary at all. And it's just like, okay, what am I watching? It looks like, it, it feels like I was just listening to a playlist. Then when we got to the voting, that's when it got fun. Uh, because you get to see people like literally pass out, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, stressed out, like stressed out so much that you can just see them like crying because they're waiting to see how many points. And then the people who got zero points, that was, that was kind of sad to sit there, mm. sit there and watch them. Like you got zero points, like nobody like you. Goose nobody. Goose nobody. Egg, so. uh, but 
but it was fun. It was fun to watch. I mean, I can see how you could watch that every year. The the thing that was interesting to me when descri- when you were describing how you watched it um, is this idea of no commentary because here and I think in all of the other European countries there is a commentator talking in between the acts. They don't talk over the songs, but mm-hmm. they will talk in between the acts. And the 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 commentators here. So there was a guy called Terry Wogan who did it for decades, and he was always quite disparaging of the acts. Um, but in a, you know, he, he absolutely loved Eurovision, but was quite, quite disparaging. And then when, in a nice way, when he <laughs> left and he retired, Graham Norton came in and did it. And he's quite a sarcastic person anyway. He's toned it down a bit recently. He was a little boring. I listened to, I, I watched it here on Peacock. So there was no commentating if you watched it on, on Peacock. And then I t- tuned into the BBC and I heard him and it, it wasn't, he wasn't really doing much. Yeah. Yeah. So um, some other Americans just happened to uh, land on the Peacock channel and I saw it on Twitter. They were like, I, I just found this thing called Eurovision. What is this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it wasn't bad. And I did some research trying to figure out like, you know, who has come out of Eurovision. So the two biggest acts that I know of that have come out of Eurovision has been ABBA, which uh, out of Sweden, if I'm right, and Mm -hmm. Celine Dion. Celine Dion, yeah. 1988. You know, that famous Swiss lady, Celine Dion. (laughs) I know, the Swiss but lives in Canada. Okay. Yeah. Sure, okay. Uh, But it wasn't wasn't too bad. It it was... um, it was kind of fun. They got into a little trouble, the winners, because people assumed that he was sniffing cocaine while he was there. It did look like it. Uh, yeah, I, I will say a lot of these people don't have very good camera awareness. No. <laughs> because when the camera would pan on them, they would be like on their phone, like legs up over the chairs. Yeah. It's like if a camera's in the building, just assume it is always on. And I think there was something else. So, And then I started seeing the controversy afterwards. Tons of people from the UK are just hating on it because you guys got zero points. And then the battle on LinkedIn was quite interesting. Um, I guess the person who represented Sweden was a refugee. And somebody was like, oh, my gosh, this is really cool. He's a former refugee. And, like, you know, he's a hero. He's doing all this stuff. And then people were like, this is not a hero. This is all politics. This is trash. I'm like, this is LinkedIn, people. Like On LinkedIn? I know. It was crazy. I mean, I I teach LinkedIn, and I'm all for saying to people, you know, don't be don't be boring. Try try and stand out a bit, you know, because it can't all be, you know, bro stories and stuff. But I mean, fancy having a conversation about Eurovision and refugees? On that's weird. I mean, the the main poster was just congratulating, like this is really cool just to see this guy succeed, and then it just kind of devolved from there Mm. well i think we know you can't say anything these days without attracting some hatred from from some parts um i think one of the the big things for me this year was um the the uk announcer of our scores the scores that we had given other countries oh a lady called amanda holden i mean prepare yourself i'm gonna have a bit of a rant here she looked a little Uh, privileged She's, I mean, she's very privileged. She's obviously very rich. Apparently, she's a huge Eurovision fan. But she came on. I mean, nor- normally when they 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 go round. So again, for those of you who haven't ever seen it, 
the scores come in from the juries and they have a person representing the country saying, right, okay, these are our scores. And then the, the highest score from this country, we're going to award to France or whatever. And that's, and they just have like one thing to do, one thing to do. And it's normally full of people really grasping their 10 seconds of fame and trying to, to, to do things to that are funny or sing or congratulate the show. What a terrific show. It's now such let a me, terrific show. Let me explain this. So for you Americans, if you haven't seen it, so what he's talking about, it's almost like the Democratic National Convention where they went on camera and everybody gives their points from the states. Yeah. So that's kind of how they delivered it. Um, and the beginning is like a Miss Universe or Miss America pageant. So so just put okay. th those two yeah. things and then stick in American Idol in between with I mean, no it's, commentation. It's yeah. a menagerie, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so this this woman comes on, Amanda Holden, and she says, she says, uh, you know, bonsoir and then whatever good evening is in, in Dutch. She says, bonsoir, good evening, or whatever. Uh, mm -hmm. apparently, and she says, apparently that is, um, that is good evening in French and Dutch, and I don't know which is which. And at that point, it was just like, oh, my word. This sums up the British attitude towards languages and learning languages and the disrespect of our brothers and sisters in our continent. It's outrageous. Yeah, she looked a little privileged. <laughs> she acted that way. <laughs> and, but that's the sort of thing like that doesn't help. Tossed up. You don't think she was a little tipsy? Oh, quite what possibly. But she was seems like that. A couple of those people looked a little tipsy when they came on camera. Oh yeah, the Swedish. Oh yeah, lady. she was she, having a hard yeah. time. She, <laughs> she was. She she had a little bit of sauce in her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's it's as a concept, it's an idea that's that's grown. And the the lasting impression this year that I've got, apart from everyone hates the UK, is that actually. <laughs> the talent that exists in this competition needs to be taken seriously. And if we're going to do even remotely better, like even if we're going to like appear on the left-hand side of the, the leaderboard, that would be nice. Uh, if we're going to, if we're going to do that, we've got, we've got to treat it like it needs to be treated. Big production, you know, maybe, maybe a bit. Maybe you should pay somebody to go do it. Oh yeah. Apparently we don't pay. Of course the not. Artists. Why would people pay? No, but apparently the UK is the only country that doesn't pay the artist to perform at Eurovision. Well, you get what you get. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy is a Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like he's written quite a lot of hits. I was quite surprised, actually, at learning how many pop songs he's written for people. Um, but, you know, maybe he just needs to stick to doing that. Yeah, yeah maybe. Or, I mean... It, maybe he didn't rehearse enough. Maybe because he didn't get paid, he didn't take it that seriously. I don't know. It's, maybe. It's, it's, it's very interesting. But quite a few of those people have already, they have music on the charts already in their yeah. country. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're professional singers. There's a bunch of they professional are. singers. Yeah. They, they are. And I think I think we never really appreciated that. It'd be interesting to see if people's attitudes towards it change. Because yeah, I, I was saying to you, wasn't I, that I kind of feel like, the UK needs to go to its room and think about what it's done. <laughs> I know, because it was a lot of hate in the video. I was like, wow, maybe you guys are just a little hater on this thing. People don't like us. You know, I, I, I get it. People don't like you, but you know what? You can't, you know, you don't be the crab in the barrel type thing, you know? Mm. 
I feel I feel hurt because I'm a real pro European. You know, my my love for Europe is is known and <laughs> the way that that's been sabotaged, I feel desperately sad about. Aww. So for, to then to be hated as well just adds salt to the wounds for me. Well, you can come to America. We'll take you in. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you would be, I don't know if you, if you could be American. No, maybe, I don't think maybe I could. too much for you. I don't think I could. I think I would find it a bit over the top for, for me. I, I, I'd have to, I'd have to kind of get used to, um, you know, promoting myself a bit more. <laughs> what? Oh yes. Because we had a whole discussion over WhatsApp about why wouldn't you vote for yourself? Okay. So everybody, the, one of the things that happens with the voting is that the people in your country can't vote for you. And yeah, you, can't, you can't vote for yourself. That's sound you can't logic. vote for yourself, which is weird to me. And uh, I know you and I, we went back and forth and I was like, well, if you don't vote for yourself, why would you expect other people to vote for you? And your response was, you're so American. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. It's just that if that was the case, basically Russia would win every year because they have the most number of people. You just need to be better. Not everybody in Russia is going to vote for a Russian. Okay, but in Russia's case, they might be forced to. <laughs> well, then you need to go make friends with other people and some allies and, and do better. See? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. But I think, it, I think it's a sound rule. You can't vote for yourself. So, you know, if you can't vote for yourself, let's just assume that you would vote for yourself. If you can't vote for yourself, I know you want to, but if you can't vote Why for yourself. you assume? You would always vote for yourself. There's no assuming. You would always vote for yourself. You would, because you're American. Why wouldn't you vote for yourself? <laughs> because British people are a bit more reserved. And they go, oh, no, I can't possibly vote for myself. I mean, think you say <laughs> that out loud, but they'll still vote for themselves. Well, I must admit, uh, <laughs> when I get the chance to vote for myself, I vote for myself. See? See, y'all just vote... don't admit it. At You just don't admit it, but I know you vote for yourself. In the Marketed Live Top 30, I voted for myself. <laughs> Isn't that a company you own? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> the fact that you put yourself in your own thing, it's interesting. I only got, it's only one more vote after many hundreds that were cast. <laughs> no. So the lesson learned is always vote for yourself because if you don't think you're amazing, why should other people think you are? That's true. Yeah. See, we've got a life you. lesson from Eurovision. Who'd have thought? I know. Vote for yourself. <laughs> if you're going to put all that work in to do rehearsals, all that stuff, you better vote for yourself. Just I like think, we yeah. voted for ourselves for the Quill Awards. And everybody yes. should go to the website and vote for us too. Absolutely. Quillpodcasting.com slash quill dash podcast dash awards. Yes. Yeah, definitely do that. Go and look at a bonus episode that we put out a couple of weeks <laughs> <know>. ago. <laughs> see we're being just being amazing <laughs> we are well we are amazing people often feedback that this show is amazing so see? so we're know. just living up to the standards that are already out there I, I like it i like the way that this show has enriched our lives the world and the, and the, world. <laughs> and the world yeah we have enriched, enriched the we world 
I mean, come on, we got, we're topping charts in Romania. We yes, are that is true. The world. I, I, I think, I think we should leave on this note because I think, we should. I don't think we can top this. I mean, this is too much amazingness for the show. So I think yeah. we should leave. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Prepare for more amazingness next time. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Part of the Like Mind Media Network.